welcome to our podcast. We're going to discuss political polarization with Natalie Bryan, Holly Hayes, and Devin Browning. Now, do either of y'all um, have any personal experiences with polarization around you? Um, well, I do, especially being in the South. Uh, my parents and my family members have always pushed me to vote Republican. Um, of course, you know, that's because, you know, they're conservative beliefs. Um, Holly, did you have anything? Yeah, um, I agree with that. My, um, my family definitely always kind of tried to push that on me and like to interrogate me and get me to kind of uh, make sure that I voted um, for that party kind of thing. And um, I've had pastors before at churches that definitely preached um, and made their views very known within like the congregation kind of thing. Um, so that was something that I dealt with. And then um, when I actually voted in June, in the very beginning of June, um, and I went to the um, like the poll to like set up or not to set everything, but I guess to turn in like my ID and to get everything settled. Um, I was told that if I didn't vote um, Republican, then like I couldn't really vote for anything. Um, so that was something that I kind of experienced from a lot of people in my county and especially through that. So that was very frustrating. Um, so that's just some of the stuff that I dealt with through that. That's crazy to me because I live up way north of you guys in Alpharetta and when I went to vote, it was not like that at all. I felt like there was more of a wide variety of people um, voting either Republican or Democrat. Um, I mean, I do come from a family that definitely swings one way than the other. And that was definitely something that was pushed down my throat growing up. But I feel like the older that I'm getting, the more I'm seeing, um, especially, you know, I lived in Atlanta for a little bit, being in a city versus being in somewhere like Alpharetta, and even in Statesboro when I went to Georgia Southern, the differences that both of those, that all of those places held um, politically and the way that, you know, even the media puts it out um, politically through the internet that everything is so different and people, I mean, even I remember, Devin, you were saying something, of, you know, how you all live, um, you know, in the Bible Belt. Do you have anything that you want to say about that? Um, yeah, I would go back pointing again to Holly's point um, with the, you know, being in church and the pastors kind of, you know, preaching their conservative beliefs. I mean, I, I grew up in church. Um, so, I mean, I definitely see where she's coming from because they would almost, you know, say that the beliefs that Democrats have are like unchristian and unholy and stuff like that. So they kind of, you know, try to just push them, you know, out of the picture and tries to get everyone, you know, I guess not really to jump on their bandwagon, but to believe, you know, the way I guess they would see like we should believe like as Christians and stuff like that. Like even like with their, you know, ideological beliefs about, you know, like pro-life and pro-choice and stuff like that. And, I mean, honestly, I don't know if it's that way everywhere, you know, but I just know that living down here, I mean, that's what, you know, I've experienced. I definitely feel like down more south, like the deep south, it's definitely more prominent than it is, you know, where I live. Um, you know, you definitely have your people who are pro-choice and pro-life. Um, 
and then you know you have the people that view the other way around so it's it's interesting to see how you know even county by county how the voting and the views to, like through the deep south and the north because you know i'm have family from kentucky so even they see things a little bit differently than how i in my family sees things yeah i have some family that live in kentucky too um but they originally they lived down here um, but she, I mean, even her beliefs, I mean, that it's changed a little bit, I guess what, you know, her political beliefs, I guess I should say. Um, but it's not really, I mean, it's not really like drastic. It's just like small things, you know, here and there. And I mean, I think anywhere, like if you, I mean, say we did leave, you know, South Georgia and we decided to move, you know, like in I, to Iowa or somewhere like there. I mean, there's a lot of conservative people that live up there too, but I mean, I just, I don't think, you know, that our views would definitely be the same. I mean, for sure. And I'm not sure, you know, if that's just because of the actual geographical location or if it's just because, um, you know, like the culture there, you know, like especially like the culture is very different in California. They have a lot of, you know, Democratic, you know, voters and stuff like that. And I'm not sure if it's just because their cities are more you know, highly populated than, um, you know, Georgia. And of course, you know, we do have our areas that are highly packed. I mean, just like how you live in Alpharetta, I mean, for sure, but there's not near as many big cities in Georgia than there is, you know, California. And I always find it interesting how, you know, the cities hold more towards you know the left side of things and the democratic views in a more populated area i always find that more interesting than when you know you go to the deep south georgia where you guys live and things are more conservative so i always find that interesting how you know looking at the regional borders and county by county state by state how that all different diff, different how there's so many differences between um the regional borders there yeah, and I like, find it really interesting. I'm so sorry. Oh no, you're okay. Go ahead. Uh, with something that I think of with, um, I guess the Bible Belt, maybe my county or like the churches that are like located near me or like around me. A lot of them, um, not that they don't look into candidates but I feel like they have um they I don't know they do not they pick one or two things that they think need to be um consistent which I mean is fair um but I don't think that they really expand into looking into um the different candidates and what they really stand for aside from that because they are very closed-minded and how they would so like a lot of them around here for some reason they just assume um because i've had conversations with a few of them like a few of like my members of my family or something like that and they just kind of stick with um the republicans because they have a really bad um i guess like thought of democrats like they don't like the word they don't like anything like associated with it and it's so interesting to me because i haven't really gotten a formal answer from anyone as to why like it's just a a thought or an opinion that they have, um, but there's no specific like backup information from them as to why they picked up. 
And I feel like that's like um, going to what you said, Holly, the culture and the religious views that are held, you know, in the deep South, um, how those play in versus when you go to the city, like Atlanta, um, you know, re religion is strong, but religion also isn't as well practiced and the culture in Atlanta is completely different than what you would find, you know, down in Valdosta and the cities that, and the towns that you guys live in. Oh yeah, for sure. And, um, gosh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> well, I think, uh, Josh Cron's uh, article with the Atlantic, he holds a uh, good reasoning with how the urban and rural divide in America is the reason for the split and the divide in America. Um, he has some good points, you know, comparing the state by state electoral maps and, you know, looking at that between the elections um, of George W. Bush in 2000 and Obama's reelection and huge considerable differences between the two. Um, but if you look instead at a, a county by county map, the picture completely changes. And the same polls, the, coast, the coastal industrial uh, Midwest and the Mississippi River, uh, New South cities, um, you know, the base of the Democratic support for 20 years. And Republicans themselves, kind of like going back to what we've been saying, thinking about the Bible Belt, the Republican views, the conservative view is, you know, very strong there versus if you go to somewhere um, like in the Midwest or California or something like that. Yeah, and I think that um, also, um, you know, goes with the um, rural versus, you know, urban, you know, and I think definitely, you know, cities like I said earlier that are more you know highly packed with people um they definitely um I feel like they definitely vote you know more democratic um than smaller towns I mean which are the urban areas and Josh Cron even you know talks about those areas um in his article and um he says how they're in the mountain west prairie heartland and the bible belt and I mean that all I mean that all is you know you know, it's more spread out areas. Um, you know, it's not as dense as it is. And, and I'm not saying there's not like low income areas because obviously there is, I mean, I'm, I live in a low income area myself, like my school system. Um, but I feel like it's going to be more common for people to vote democratic in bigger cities because it's like, there's so many people that live there, you know, the poverty rate is awful you know, I mean, it's, it's going to be really high and people are going to vote for Democratic leaders, you know, that, you know, support, you know, how they feel and how they need to be, you know, supported by the government. And I mean, obviously, you know, the more conservative views, I mean, you know, they're like more tight, like on budgets and stuff like that. So I feel like if there's, you know, not a need necessarily, I guess, for some areas to have, you know, like a lot of money being granted to them, I mean, they're not going to do it. And they know that definitely like Democrats, they're going to do it. They're all for that. So um, that's what I think, you know, like the rural versus urban, I mean, for sure. And going off of what you said, you know, speaking about like the financial aspect of things, um, just cities, especially 
a homeless problem and there's homeless people everywhere, even in smaller cities like Athens and Statesboro and stuff like that. But looking at it from a money standpoint, I feel like some people are led upon, okay, if you vote this way, money's going to come your way as well. Like, I feel like there's, you know, the promises that happen, but then they think if they vote another way, they're not going to get the promises that have been made to them from the other side. Yeah, I agree with that. One thing that I think about uh, thinking or like referencing to what Devin said and then what you said, Natalie, also is um, you think about the, the promises on money and stuff. But when I think about um, where I live and where Devin lives, because um, even Devin probably lives in maybe maybe like a little bigger of a town than where I live. Um, but thinking of those and then thinking of Valdosta and then like Alpharetta and Atlanta, um, you definitely see, I mean, me and Devin both are in really rural areas. Like I live like 40 minutes away from Valdosta and even in Valdosta, like you have um, the university, like it's a college town, like people are able to um, further their education there. A lot of the demographic there is a lot of younger people um, and they're able to kind of, um, not that religion's not important there, but I think in larger populated areas, they have more choice and like it's more open and like they're able to go and like there's choice in whether they want to um, practice like whichever religion and stuff like that. So thinking about that, um, I feel like it's a lot easier for people to like grow in their knowledge and experiment and kind of figure out what they know and around like a lot of rural areas people are just influenced by their parents they don't really get to go um like i don't know that's just what i think of um because i've experienced it like a lot of my family um they haven't gone to college they kind of stayed out here and so they were just really heavily influenced from their families rather than um, like experience and stuff like that, I guess. No, I completely agree with you. Cause I feel like the economic inequality throughout um, smaller towns versus larger towns can have a huge impact and family is part of that impact depending on how the type of household you grew up in and the money that your parents had, that can be a huge reason for why you think the way you do or the way you vote the way you do. And, you know, money just in general just has a huge impact, but definitely um, at a geographical standpoint, that's even larger impact on polarization. Yeah. And yeah. then going off the, the um, working class, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You go ahead. Um, mine was really quick, but I was just going to mention, like, with Natalie saying that, like, the, um, the levels here, like, with it being, like, more of, like, a poverty and, like, a working class kind of thing, I think a lot of them, because of that, they see a lot more of the capitalist views of things rather than thinking of, um, like, more of, like, the liberal kind of things with, um, I forgot if it was the article, I think it was the article for this one where we, they, he, or for the essay, how we talked about like capitalism and communism and stuff like that. Um, this kind of reminds me of that because they see the capitalism side of things because they're working for it and they're like, oh, like this is my money and like I deserve this rather than seeing um, the other views that kind of go along with like socialism and like allowing people um, like more equality with that kind of stuff and like being able to divide that in a way and like balance it, I guess. Um, so that's just something else I thought of. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. I was just going to um, go off the, 
you know, the money thing that Natalie says, I mean, that also is definitely important during like political campaigns because money talks big during political campaigns for sure. And it seems like all of the, you know, the politics, I mean, it's just, it's crazy because every person that's running, you know, for any kind of office, whether it be, you know, president or Senate or, you know, whichever, it's like they try to raise more money than the next person. And I'm like, it's, it's crazy to think that, you know, people would, you know, just try to basically, I mean, I guess outbid is what the companies are doing because they're betting on, you know, sending all this money to one person for them to win, you know, the election. And, um, mm -hmm. and it's like whoever has the most money basically, you know, wins the election, which I think is ridiculous because, I mean, they're never even going to be able to pay all that money back, you know. I mean, I don't think that money, you know, yeah. should, you know, be everything and, I mean, especially like, because they have recently lightened up on the laws, you know, for, you know, like PACs, how they can donate money to whoever and these big corporations, I mean, they can invest millions of dollars in one person, you know, and it's basically like they're influencing them what to say, what to do, you know, when they're on TV. And it's like, I mean, really, do people even have the huge influence? on what they're going to do because it's you know it's like they're being controlled kind of yeah and like the companies and the donors you know they make their money by getting their clients and candidates elected um which i find that you know campaign finances are have a huge relation to polarization especially with recent law changes involving um public donors and anonymous donors um and just the way that that's shifted the political views and how our, you know, elections go, whether it be the president or the Senate, like you said. Mm -hmm. So thinking about, thinking about that, thinking about like the internet stuff, um, something that I, I've gone back to um, in this class, but also in a lot of the history classes that I've taken and especially like in high school and stuff, like we've talked about um, gerrymandering and stuff. So what what are y'all's thoughts on like how that could definitely be affecting um, polarization? Well, I think with gerrymandering, um, thinking of the electoral districts and the advantages that they can have, you know, when you do things illegally and people aren't seeing things behind the closed doors, that has a huge influence. You know, people are influencing people in the way that they vote and their beliefs without really even realize, realizing that there's any type of influence there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's very unfair um, because, you know, I mean, these people are, you know, voting and they have their hopes up that they'll get this person in office that's actually gonna change things for them. But yet, if people are redrawing the districts and they're actually getting the, you know, opposite, you know, vote, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's very unfair and it's, you know, they have a high disadvantage. And I think, you know, like when you do that, you know, like when you do gerrymandering and you're redrawing these districts, I mean, you're not really looking out for the citizens themselves. You're just, you know, looking out for yourself and, you know, because you want to win. I mean, it's not necessarily what the people think. Especially with, you know, yeah. us having the right to vote, it, it kind of makes it more frustrating that 
our votes are being influenced, um, you know, without people even realizing that our votes are being influenced and changed. And um, it's kind of unfortunate that it minimizes um, our independent vote. Mm -hmm. I think um, when you think about those, so like gerrymandering and then the money and the campaigns um, and the internet, I what's so frustrating to me is that when I think of the internet, I think of like a really awesome possibility for people to genuinely like look into things, especially if you have people from like, from like Eccles or Lanier and it's a smaller town, if you have access to the internet, you like you have access to um, finding credible sources and like learning more about it and being able to kind of change where you've come from, like being able to kind of think on your own about how you want to vote. But I think it's so frustrating because it is really hard to actually go and find these credible sources. Um, and I think that's something else that goes along with like the campaigns and stuff as well. Um, because there's just constant news that um, like certain candidates are trying to get out there and like it's fake news or it's just not as credible. And that's frustrating also to think about is that even the internet um, is a, a sketchy resource in a way because um, it's so hard to maneuver and like decipher. Absolutely, because I feel like the internet in a way writes a narrative that certain candidates and elections want you to believe like this is leading people to what they should believe in or what you know these higher authorities think that you should believe in and it kind of takes away from people having their own independence and the influence of it all i just think the internet in general has a huge impact and when you don't do your research it causes even more polarization to happen it's a huge explanation why polarization is happening on top of, you know, all the other reasons that we've said as well. Yeah, but I definitely think these you know, go hand in hand. I mean, these, um, the people that are running, you know, for office and, I mean, even, the, you know, corporations that don't make money to them, I mean, they're using the internet to promote themselves, you know, and I mean, and when they figure out that, hey, all these people in this area, you know, or they think that they're leaning more towards, you know, our party. So why don't we just redraw their districts? I mean, they'll for sure do that if they notice that's what's going on. Um, for sure. So, I mean, I don't think that these issues are overblown at all. I mean, I think they're very important, you know, to America and how they play a role. And, you know, like, an, I mean, our independent political participation, I mean, they influence us every single day. I mean, amongst, you know, the cultural beliefs that we're already, you know, going through and facing and it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, um, to kind of tie this all in, I think that overall polarization is something that is not overblown. I think it's not talked about enough and it's not addressed enough to people who do use the internet every day have access to the internet and who are old enough to vote, they need to be the ones that are correctly informed. And I feel like this issue is just not blown up enough for people to realize what's you know going on behind closed doors and what we aren't really paying enough attention to as a society. Mm -hmm. It's hard because I feel like polarization to many, um, 
many that are not necessarily um, like labeled as Republicans or like claim that view, but a lot of people don't really get at the time of day um, because they associate it with more of like a democratic view. So that's also really frustrating that um, they don't want to like open up their mind to that kind of possibility and like look into it. Uh, yeah, definitely. I completely agree with that because I mean, even myself, like I've thought about, you know, thinking, you know, voting for, you know, one party and then I would, you know, tell my parents or tell my friends, you know, and just have a discussion. I mean, not necessarily, you know, nothing or, you know, crazy, but I mean, and then they just be kind of like, well, why would you think that? And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm just trying to have an open mind, you know, about their view. And I don't agree with every single thing that either of the parties, you know, believe, but I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's just, it's kind of hard. I mean, especially like when you feel like you've been, you know, pulled one direction and you can't, you know, think about, you know, voting for the other because you have all these influences. And the influences, whether that they're at home, the internet, and that's the influence that you've had your whole life. So when you do try to do the research to figure out, okay, what's really going on here? What are the facts? And then it, it almost confuses you because you've been leaning one way your entire life. And, you know, people have been constantly throwing this information at you and you don't know where they're getting the information. And it's the only information you have until you find the credible sources to, you know, back up what your beliefs are as a person and as an individual. Yeah, for sure. And I know personally, like even, um, even when I was in middle school, not so much in high school, but even in middle school, um, whenever we did Georgia history in eighth grade, um, my teacher definitely had like an influence, whether or not she knew it, um, like in those kind of views, like she, not that she did it on purpose, but you could definitely see like where her views were and how they aligned with the curriculum and how it was taught to us. So that's also something that you have to take in consideration of. Um, it's like when you teach these things, like whenever kids are really impressionable and stuff. So that's also something that I just find really interesting. Do you find now, Holly, that since, you know, you've been attending college for a few years, do you find that your professors tend to do the same thing that your teachers did when you were younger? Or do you feel like that's not as big of an issue now with professors and in like institutions um, like Valdosta State? Yeah, I feel like I've been, in a way, I feel like I have, um, I've gotten like the best of both worlds. There have been a few professors, um, like a select few who have um, kind of pressured their views on people um, or like pinned it more towards their curriculum. But I've also had professors who are very open and they, um, in my core classes, as well as classes that go more towards my major, which is middle grades, um, but I've had professors who are very open just for us to learn and to learn about each um, kind of view. And it's not necessarily that they're pinning us down to one thing. But I have had a couple professors who have leaned more that way. But I think it's because VSU did a really good job, in my opinion, with, with the professors I've had. Um, they come from a lot of different backgrounds. So like being able to have professors that are more um, like a variety of them, I guess, and like how they view things. Um, so I think that it's gotten a lot better um, because the school system that I was in, um, a lot of the teachers have actually graduated from that school also. So like it's kind of stayed within the reins of like the same kind of culture and stuff. And VSU did a really good job of really hiring people 
um, like for their credentials and what they um, have to offer rather than keeping it like just all kind of in the same area. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I think it's gotten better. That's awesome that you feel like that it's gotten better. Because I've attended about four different colleges and I kind of feel the same way you do that they're doing a better job and you know, higher grade school schooling with, you know, the money that they have in universities to be able to hire people who aren't going to lean you one way or the other. And I feel like that needs to be implemented, implemented more, you know, when kids are young, like you said, when they're really grasping information and they're going to hold on to that until they get old enough to really have their own views and be able to do their own research. Well, these are our thoughts on political polarization, and we hope that you all enjoyed listening to our podcast, and we hope that this podcast can influence you to do the right research and get the correct information.